Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast. A business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo. For forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development, we'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. Okay, everyone, welcome back for another episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, and I have a very special guest with me today. This is Sylvia Pino. She is my social media manager and all things awesome virtual extraordinaire. So Sylvia, thank you so much for joining me today. You keep giving me these fun titles and I'm all for that. Yes. Uh, Another title, social media magician. Yeah. You said that one. Now I'm virtual assistant extraordinaire, virtual assistant extraordinaire. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So Sylvia is a freelance social media manager and marketing coach for service providers looking to market their business on Instagram and Upwork. She got started in the online world at 17, doing illustrations and designs, eventually transitioning into the VA social media world in 2015. And she's been doing that. She's been growing her business that way ever since. And so most recently in 2020, she actually started coaching other service providers looking to grow their businesses online and book out their services. So you can find her and connect with her on Instagram and her handle is at the Sylvia Pino. And we will have the link to that in the show notes because you're probably not going to spell her name right and won't be able to find her. (laughs) (laughs) And I won't hate you for that, by the way. Yeah. So before we started recording, we were having this long discussion about mispronounced names, which is probably why we're laughing a bit more than you (laughs) might understand. So I have an awesome question for Sylvia, because whether you are looking to get into social media management or consulting or another type of consulting, let's say you want to be a content marketing writer or you want to do web design and things like that. Uh, This question comes up in all the Facebook groups all the time. So I'm going to ask it. Are you ready? Yep. Good. (laughs) If you were the question. The age old question. Do you need amazing social media accounts that just have a bajillion followers before you can get awesome paying clients as a social media manager? Well, short answer is no. I personally didn't have any social media, which now looking back is a bit, I guess you could say ridiculous because I was doing social media for my clients in one way or another. It eventually evolved and so on and so forth. But I was doing social media in one way or another for five years before I created my Instagram business profile and other social medias to follow. But I didn't have a presence on social media, and which now seems strange because I feel like I always had it. But I was relying so heavily on Upwork for my clients and 
my inbound flux of leads, I guess, that I didn't feel like I was missing out on social media. So long story short, no, you don't need it. Yes, it's a great tool. And if you have the time or the money to invest in social media, definitely do it. It pays off in the long run. But if you don't, like, it's it's not everything. <laughs> and I know Ruthie also knows a lot about networking and all of that. So there are other loopholes, I guess, for getting clients rather than just social media. I feel like that's the the typical one. No, no, I I think you're right. I had, I got started with just like a few examples of my writing, but I was mostly targeting companies who wanted like writers for their blog. And so I had samples of my writing, but I didn't have my own blog. (laughs) Like I didn't have. Where did you actually, I don't know how you got started. Like, where did you host those samples? Like just a Word document? Yep. I just, I use Google documents for my first like one or two clients. And then once those pieces actually got published, I would send the links to those published pieces. And I mean, I got started on Upwork too. So I just, I would just kind of step ladder up and then just kept sending these links from these different, but yeah, the very first couple clients though, they got stuff from like Word documents. You can get started with anything really. And it doesn't have to be a a paid platform or super elaborate plan. No, got to test it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, arguably, we right. I, we've been working together for over two years now, and you didn't have social media accounts when I decided to exactly. work with you, and you still found me. <laughs> yep, I still found you. So, good question for you, especially because you are the first international guest that we've had on the Defiant Business Podcast. Yes. And so I'm curious to know what made you decide to start your own business versus working for a company. And I ask that because since all of my guests before you have been from the States, that's their perspective, right? On starting their business. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, filtered through like a, a lens of the American culture and what the, you know, purported American dream is and all of that. So I'm curious to know, because Sylvia is in Portugal, for those of you who are listening, what, you know, what motivated you to start your own business versus going to work for a company, you know, just because I just, I'm interested to know if there's any type of cultural difference in terms of how we view that. definitely not the norm. I gotta say that. It's definitely not like, it's not like we have such a different world that we learn in schools. Oh yeah, start your own business, don't go work for someone else. That's definitely not the case. And honestly, in real life, I don't think I know anyone who who doesn't have a real life job. Uh, if I'm forgetting someone, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I literally got started. I First of all, I never had a dream of becoming X, Y, and Z. Like I, I honestly didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And like Ruthie said, I was 17 when I started. And I literally Googled. I was bored at home one summer and I Googled how to make money online. Because I wasn't leaving my home. I Here in Portugal, we, go, we don't have the culture. I guess that's the only cultural difference from what I know. We don't have the culture of getting a summer job when you're in high school. That's just not a thing. Like, for lazy teenagers, I guess. <laughs> but, like, I had nothing to do. So I was like, I want to make money. Like, I'm not going to get a job. So what can I do from my computer since I'm spending the whole day at it? 
And I found Upwork and I found design jobs. And at the time, that's all I knew. I was in art class and I was art oriented, I guess you could say. And it just grew from there. I eventually found jobs that, oh, what is a virtual assistant? It seems like something I can do. And it was accidental, but a good, in a good way. But it's definitely not the culture difference that, that made me go that route. And it was never on the table to get a normal job because I, I couldn't choose. <laughs> Man, yeah, you've you've been at this. You've been at this for quite some time. That's awesome though. And man, that keyword, how to make money online. I wonder how many times that's been searched. I don't know, but <laughs> I'm glad I did. So, who's an ideal client for you because you, you know, you work on the social media virtual assistant side taking clients but then you're also coaching people. So, I guess it's kind of a twofold question in terms of the two arms yeah. of your business, who is an ideal client for you? So, starting on the social media side since that's what we've been mostly talking about. I went back and forth with this with my client persona and whatnot. But overall, the main thing I want all my clients to have is that they are solo business owners or solopreneurs, whatever you want to call them. And they have like, it's kind of an abstract concept, but I want to work with clients that I can relate to their business and I can see that they're passionate about their business. And I can, I guess, see myself helping them. Not that that's saying a lot, but Putting it into actual words, I love working with female solopreneurs. I guess that would be like the niche, I guess. But I don't know. I've, I've worked with coaches. I've worked with Ruthie, of course. And the gist of all of it is they have businesses that I'm either passionate about or I see that they're passionate about them and I want to help them. So sorry if that's a lame answer. No, no, that's a good one. And so the thing I think is important, right? Because I, I sit down with clients and help them work out this stuff all the time is I loved that for the most part, you largely focused on psychographics in your answer versus, you know, rattling off. Yeah. Oh, they're normally between the ages of blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And this is where they're normally located and blah, 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 <laughs> blah. You know, basically, like I said, rattling off most of the demographics when in fact, when you look at things from a marketing perspective, it's really the psychographics that allow you to really touch deep with the people that you're marketing to. So yeah, I, and I guess the demographics, those more tangible aspects are helpful too, especially mm -hmm. if let's say you were running ads. Yep. But in my case, I, I find it works just fine. And answering that other side of the question for my coaching clients, I'm looking for almost like it's another like like abstract concept but the earlier version of me that either VA that's just starting out or even a VA that's wanting to like grow from just being a VA because I feel like there's this concept of VAs do everything and that they are masters of everything or jack of all trades but I see a lot of VAs wanting to niche down and wanting to find their specialty so clients that either want to start or grow their businesses are definitely my 
my target audience. Awesome. And that's very evident in your marketing. So kudos <laughs> to you. <laughs> Thank <So> you. So <laughs> routinely, how would you describe the things that you do for your clients, particularly? So just pause on that question real quick. I just want to tell everybody who's listening that when people bring up that they need a virtual assistant, I always <laughs> recommend <laughs> Sylvia. So I have I more than one business friend who has hired her. So that's like how often I recommend her. <laughs> so, so yeah. So anyway, resume on that question. What do you normally do for your clients? Yeah, so it's mostly, and this is something I've actually been rethinking a little bit this past weeks as we go into 2021, but really... I do mostly social media. So I love creating everything from the strategy to the posts. But overall, the overarching theme of what I do, because I also offer video editing and some website help with the website design and everything like that. The overarching theme is I love doing creative work. And for me, that can look like creating, even creating a social strategy to me counts as creative work. I don't know if it does for everyone, but creating something, whether it is a social post or a video or a website, that's kind of what makes me take a client or not, if it has creative work in it. Because as he was talking about, I do also work as a virtual assistant, so I do other types of admin tasks. But ever since, I think, early to mid last year, I haven't been doing those on their own. So I do them on top of a social media package, on top of an email marketing package, a website package. I do offer that extra support, but it's on the side of, of something that helps me or allows me to put those creative juices flowing because I, I would never want to have a calendar full of just admin tasks, I think. My brain would freeze. No, that and makes I'm good a lot at those, sense. but I need to exercise my mind. No, that makes a lot of sense, and I like the way that you put that. Is like you still offer it, absolutely, but it's in tandem with something else, and so yeah. that actually makes me really, think it's not necessarily something I advertise that much anymore because it has to be, like I said, on top of those other services. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know if you'll remember, but we had a client for a little while who was just social media and we worked with that client for about, I think it was like three months or something. And then I told the client we couldn't work with them anymore because it was just social media and they would not, they wouldn't create any content and they wouldn't pay us to create any content. And so we were just linking to like other people's stuff and it was, you need I to didn't have something to promote. Yeah, I didn't like it. And so from that one client, I was like, we will do social media, but it's in tandem with larger content efforts. Like if we're doing ongoing content for the blog, then yes, we will create social media. If we create a white paper, an ebook, yeah, we'll create social media posts that you can use to promote it. But after that one client, we did three months of it. And I was <laughs> like, no, this ain't it. This ain't I think it. I remember it vaguely. Yeah, it, it was a memory I wanted to bury too. All right. 
So that was my last question for this episode. And if you're listening right now and you're listening on the day that this episode airs, understand that tomorrow we will have Sylvia's next episode and she is going to be schooling us on Instagram, which is super important because I have a bias against Instagram (laughs) that I need to address. And so perhaps some awesome education from her will help me and you if you also have that bias against Instagram. So that's been an episode here to help. Thank goodness. (laughs) But that's been another episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ruthie. And please like, comment, share and subscribe and tune in for our next episode. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Please make sure that you've subscribed and do be sure to leave us a review if you found this episode at all helpful. And if you think it would be a great resource for someone else, be sure to share it with them. See you next time.